And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. <laughs> if only I could have kept that going. <laughs> you know what I noticed? Uh, I hope I sound different than I do last episode. I was listening back to last episode, and I was so sleepy sounding. And I was like, well, we did record that five minutes after I had, I had woken up at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and uh, I really do sound like... Uh, yeah, just different in my opinion. So it's, it's I, probably all of the dust and dander from your old ass mattress that you have in your bedroom <laughs> yeah, that yeah. clogs up your nose at night. You know, I bet you honestly. Yeah, I, I would be interesting to see if it makes a difference in your breathing yeah. at night if you get a new mattress. Yeah, true. Yeah, John and I were talking about mattresses before we hit record, so I'm looking to buy a new mattress. So if you're a listener and you love your mattress, tell me what brand you like. I'm curious. So, well, you know, Tim, you're only just going to get inundated then with yeah. even more choices. Yeah. It's the paradox of choice at this point. Yeah, I know. Isn't that so funny? Like, I, I, I was going to post on Facebook, hey, everyone, like, tell me your favorite brand of mattress. And I know I was going to probably get a bunch of good, uh, good feedback. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you just kind of go with what you what you go with you, you yeah I, I i almost feel like we have an idea in our mind it's a like confirmation bias in a way yep we, i was just gonna say that we, we have an idea of what we want and we almost want people to affirm what we originally wanted mm-hmm. and then whenever enough people say what we originally wanted then that kind of gives us the confidence to pull the trigger yeah i think you're right i think that's why the majority of people they they're just looking for someone to validate what they're already thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, should I dye my hair? And then it's almost like a loaded question, like whenever someone asks that, because it's like, okay, should I dye my hair? Chances are you want to dye your hair. You just kind of want me to tell you, like you kind of want me to tell you yes to kind of give you extra oomph to dye your you know that's that's so interesting it's like we need permission to do it from other people we want to see what they'll think before we actually do it wow that's so true Mm -hmm. did you know so you know last week i was saying about i was sick of facebook Mm -hmm. and i got i got rid of it off my phone yeah and it's been i guess i did that as soon as we recorded last week i just took it off my phone so it was what sunday morning yeah so it's been about a week. Five days. Yeah. I still get on it on a computer. Yeah. And I have found, though, that I don't spend as much time at the computer on Facebook. Like, I'll look through, see a couple things, and uh, I don't really I don't really miss it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, there were a couple times where I, like, went to grab my phone, and instead of opening up Facebook, uh, I opened up. The Zillow app, because that's where my Facebook is now, or whatever my <laughs> oh, Facebook yeah, was. Oh, yeah, dude, I've done that. And then yeah. I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, Facebook's not there. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway. So, do you, do you feel liberated by that? Do you, Does it feel good? Um, yeah, for now. Like, for now, it, it does. It is, an, it, and I noticed a couple times, like, I took some pictures of our hike that we went on on Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember. And I was gonna like, oh, I should post these on Facebook. But they're not, I don't have Facebook on my phone, so I would have to transfer <laughs> them to the computer. I didn't really wanna do that. 
And I was like, why am I really even going to share this? Huh. And it really made me think, like, well, other people want to see what you're up to. Do they? Do they? <laughs> yeah, I ask myself that all the time. Do, do they really care do, what do you're they? up to? Right. Or, you know, do they just want to like it? Because they're like, well, I'll like that for them. So they feel like that we care and it's a good, happy thing that you're doing. Or is it all just a bunch of virtue signaling? <laughs> yeah. I think we know the answer. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think I think we do. I know people that can live very happy, content lives and never have to post a single status update. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know people that can, yeah, they just coast along. So, uh, yeah. What does, so that, what does I that think, say about us that post all the time? I don't know. Yeah. I think using it as a tool is probably helpful. And I think every once in a while, I will probably post something a little more um, I, I don't know, more thought provoking or discussion oriented. And then I won't be so distracted because I won't be able to look at anything that came from it until later, uh-huh. you know? So like a conversation, sometimes when you'll post something and say it's slightly controversial and immediately somebody then responds back and maybe it's not favorable or doesn't make you feel good, then you're caught up in that conversation for so long and you feel like you have to maintain this this back and forth dialogue with the other person that's posting just to try to defend yourself or something like that. Or if you just post something and then walk away, it doesn't like nothing matters. <laughs> you just post it, walk away and then come back and see what came from it. Uh-huh. I think of a lot of people that post on, on Facebook, the ones that I do see, and some of them are helpful, encouraging, funny. But I also know like if I didn't read this, like my life wouldn't have changed at all. Yeah. Like, so I think that a lot of what social media is for, like, especially if you have a business like you do, like it's good to keep post every now and then like, Hey, I'm here. This is what I do. Just so people remember, they can see if somebody looks you up, there it is. Uh, but outside of that, man, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just kind of become disenfranchised with it. And I think the post I made yesterday about, I mean, I, I could pull it up, but here's what inspired this post. I was reading some commentary and I think by now the beginning of the COVID-19 epidemic pandemic is near. I mean, it's February 25th. Like it was starting to make the serious headlines in America at this time last year, which is yeah. crazy. It's been a year. Uh, and somebody had shared a, a, a meme that said like, some odd amount of flu deaths, 18 coronavirus deaths. I think we're overreacting a little bit and looking back on that like a year later and how the numbers, the now numbers, somebody was like, yeah, I think they might be more. I don't know. But then another person was like, oh, the numbers are definitely higher. And I'm just like, I think you want this to be bad. Like, I think you want COVID to be, I mean, it's, it's, let's just be honest. It is bad. I mean, on so many accounts, everything that came with COVID, not just COVID, the the virus is bad. Yeah. But it's like, I think this person wants things to be a whole lot worse than what they really are. Yeah. And that's how they talk about them as if they're bad, as if they're worse. And I'm like that. We It's such a time to be alive right now. Like, Uh uh-huh. Most people, even if we don't have it good, have it so freaking easy. Yeah. 
and we talked, I think we talked about this like two weeks ago on the show. Like mm-hmm. the, the problems that we have are such amazing problems to have. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to, to minimize, minimize those problems. But I mean, if, I mean, we got to, I mean, pull our big boy panties up a little bit. There's a freaking good problems to have mm-hmm. most of the problems that we have today. And I think we have it so easy. We look for things and try to make them seem worse than what they really are. Right. Because we feel like there needs to be a struggle. There needs to be some kind of a, I think our lives are just too easy. And that's why everybody's depressed because our lives are too easy because we don't have enough to work for. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough. uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We don't have enough purpose because our lives are so freaking easy. I do. I know exactly what you mean. I, I do. I mean, that, that's the same syndrome that I think that faces a lot of people that when they come to re- retirement age, they had this whole life of, quote, purpose. And then whenever they hit retirement, they think that they're going to have this big payoff. And then why do you think so many people come to retirement? And a lot of people that I've seen, they go right back to work. I don't think, mm-hmm. I mean, I know people that do it and are financially well and they go back to work and they Mm -hmm. it's because they want purpose with their days like they they think that they do you really think you're going to be fine just chilling on a beach seven days a week no like there's well i mean (laughs) no maybe but i I think the i think the important part is most people's lives were wrapped up in their work like their friends were with work their relationships were with work their their activity their routine was in work and i think if you leave that and you don't have friends outside of your employment and you don't have relationships and you don't have hobbies and you don't have other things Mm -hmm. you're just gonna go crazy yeah you have people that their lives are really hard. Like mm-hmm. that they, they struggle to have their basic needs met and they, they, but it, it almost feels like for a lot of them, they don't know it's hard because it, well, we've mentioned this before. Like did people a hundred thousand years ago know their life was hard mm-hmm. or is it just all, it's all they knew. Like they did what they had to do and move, move forward. Like, do the, do people that struggle every day to make their basic needs meet it feels like a lot of them now I don't know any I'm just saying this probably they're not complaining a whole lot about stuff because they don't have time to complain because they're working they have a purpose this is what they got to do you know and if they spend their days like complaining about where they are that's not that they've learned that doesn't help yeah <laughs> it doesn't yeah, yeah, it com- doesn't help complaining doesn't f- put food on the table yeah but when you've got all your basic needs met you can complain all you want because you still got food on the table. You still got a house over your head. You still got everything else. You can complain all you want. So maybe we should just think, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a big ending point or anything like that, but just to remember, like it is what a time to be alive today for real. Um, how good most of us have it. And maybe that's not a good thing. Well, I, I guess, I guess, you know, how, how would you, how would you combat this if if you had a choice? What, what, I don't know. What would you do? Yeah. I, I think a gigantic asteroid would help, um, <laughs> plunging us into. Uh, you know, I think it would require a mass event that forced us all to like all of a sudden some of our maybe electricity is gone, maybe our food supply is gone to really do hard things. Uh, I, I think a lot of people would just crumple. 
And maybe this is because I'm reading some books that are kind of like a, I don't know, not post-apocalyptic, but like a serious natural disaster happens or something and it wipes out power grids and, you know, causes people to like, you know, work together with other people and Mm -hmm. find food, like walking dead type scenario stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you so you think short of a natural disaster like that, it's just never going to happen. Like there's just no way. Cause like, again, once, once you've given someone a bite yeah. of the forbidden fruit, you can't take it back. You, you can't take it. You can't take it back. You know, yeah. you, you almost have to kind of force someone. I almost it. wonder, like I said, what's that? Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I'll see if I can pull it up here. It's Titler's Titler cycle, Titler's cycle of something or other. And it's like every, Every 200 years or so, this same cycle of kind of democracy happens, you know, where you start with bondage, right? Mm -hmm. A point of denigration and despair where no change will help. It's centralized control. Then it it goes to a spiritual. People oppose the conditions and search for some unity in a common cause. And the courage, then the courage comes, the fight for freedom. And you get liberty, success the formation of codified freedom with the promise of opportunity and then comes abundance maturing of government material growth prosperity and then selfishness the greed of material gain creates corrupt special interest groups often using the levers of government then to complacency the sense of entitlement of legacy groups with whining and complaining of the developing conflicting interests leads to apathy Accept no responsibility for problems and blames everyone else for a system of con- corruption. Then to dependency, control of independence, control of independence to control corruption and the centralization of freedom leading back into bondage. Hmm. And this just goes, this just goes through over and over again, like every 200, 250 years with developed countries. And you can see it. And I'm just like, dang, I think we're in the apathy independence stage here in America. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what do you make of that? Like knowing that, like, what do you, what do you make of that? How, how do you, how do you live in that and still be excited about life? I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. If you look at people that I'm trying to think of, like whenever Emily had her brain surgery, Mm-hmm. two years ago almost and we went out to san diego to have that surgery done and like she was my sole priority like to take care of her like i was on point i was feeling good i had energy i had a sense of purpose i felt like i felt like the man like like that was my purpose and responsibility you know and then and then you come back sometimes when people first have kids you know that's you, you forget about all the fluff. You forget about everything else that becomes your sense of purpose. Well, then they get older and you stop doing that. And I, I, I do feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the number one cause of people's depression, anxiety, mental distress is a lack of purpose. I, it's a lack of yeah. purpose, quality relationships, but mostly a lack of purpose. Yeah. You know, or feeling of, and that lack of purpose, you know, or that having that purpose leads you feeling like you're, you're contributing to something, that you're doing something. And when you don't have that, it just eats away at your soul. Yeah. No, I, I would 100% agree with you in the sense that a human 
a human needs to feel like we have a purpose. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like that's when you drift into, um, like you know that that's whenever you just start drifting in this world. Like you know, nothing mat like nothing matters. I don't matter. No one would care if I was gone because you know I'm not contributing to society. I mean, that's like such a dangerous feeling because then if I'm not contributing to society, then no one would care if I was gone. Um, yeah. So yeah, purpose is huge. Yeah. I'm reading a book right now. Uh, called My Hitch in Hell. Hmm. And it's it's about uh, a World War... It's one of the Bataan captured... Well, here's the summary. Captured by the Japanese after the fall of Bataan, Lester I. Tenney was one of the very few who would survive the legendary death march and three and a half years in Japanese prison camps. With an understanding of human nature, a sense of humor, sharp thinking, and fierce determination... Tenney endured the rest of the war as a slave laborer in Japanese prison camps. My Hitch in Hell is an inspiring survivor's epic about the triumph of human will despite unimaginable suffering. Hmm. And it's like, it's captivating me like crazy and it's making me feel like a piece of shit because, and (laughs) especially after watching that movie 1917 Mm -hmm. the other night that just left us like some of these horrific conditions of war. And most people today like we'll never understand that. And it just, it's reminding me how good we have it. Even how, even how bad we have it here. We're not at war. We're not killing our fellow man. Like it's just, I mean, yeah, there is probably, I mean, I I don't know, maybe I'm ignorant. There's still troops overseas. There's still fighting happening, but for most of us, it's so it's, it's, it's somewhere else. It's on somebody else's country. We'll never, we'll never have to be there. We'll never have to see it. But there's still people that do see it today, you know, and for the rest of us, I feel like maybe we should expose ourselves to the realities of some of that and gives us a fresh perspective of like, holy shit, do I have it good? Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing that I need. There's nothing that I should be complaining about or anything because most of my problems are insignificant compared to some of that. Anyway. Yeah, man. Like as you were telling that story and as you were explaining that, I just couldn't help but think about social media and how ha- stupid it is how <laughs> no and i was like, i was like putting myself in other people's shoes like as you were telling that story i was trying to put myself in the shoes of a soldier and i was trying to put myself in the shoes of someone going through like combat and just how like i and and how that's something that i'll just never understand because i've never been in that situation mm-hmm. like yeah. I'll, I'll just never know because i've never been in combat <laughs> you know I, I that's not something i can ever just I can't I can't just close my eyes and be like, what does it feel like to be in a war zone? Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, and yeah. and um, and I I was thinking about that, and there's just so many lives that I'll never understand in this world. I'll never understand what it's like to be a single mother. I'll never understand what it's like to be a disabled vet. I'll never understand what it's like to be. Um, an orphan you know what i mean i'll never understand like there's so many lives i'll never understand <laughs> in this world you know like and, yeah. these, and these are and these are people living in my community mm-hmm. um and they can say i'll never know what it's like to be you yeah exactly and and that stuff like that just continually blows my mind like we we just sit here and we talk as if we, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying we as if John and me, I'm saying like we as a people, we we sit and we talk as if like life should be happening 
in our uh, we sit and talk as if life should happen how we view life and if people would just live this way then it would just be so smooth and maybe we have some of it down but you have no idea what life is like for some people you just don't Mm -hmm. know (laughs) like dude like you just have no idea how hard some people have it. Some people have no other option, but maybe to like sling drugs. They just have no other way to put food on the table period. Um, or some people just have no other option, but like they, you know, to enlist or I don't know. Or if they do have another option, option, it's not as easy as like, Oh, just do this because whatever they're doing, they've probably been forced to not force, but that's, probably been years in the making right yeah and they might not be able to see their way out of it like in the moment like that so yeah we can't just say oh if you just do this you'll be fine like no there's a number of steps before you get to there you're gonna need to you know you're gonna need to work through yeah and i think social media just doesn't help that because social media makes it easy for privileged people and i guess underprivileged people to spout their opinions and just and to make them feel like they have the answer when really like we all just need to shut the hell up <laughs> and, and, yeah. and do more listening. Like if only, if only there was an app where you could listen, but you know, I don't even know like that, that just doesn't make any sense. But like if only the world needs more listeners and less talkers, like truthfully, because people are afraid to speak because every time people speak, they either get spoken over or someone starts shoving their ideas down their throat. And um, the most effective counselors will tell you that the majority of their job is spent listening and not talking because sometimes people just need to feel heard. And that's how you help somebody. And like um, social media, we spend way too much time using yeah. it as like a diary and, and <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But, because I, I feel like there's still good things that can be used through social media. I'm thinking of a handful of people that I know when they use it, they have an intention to help others. Yeah, that's good. And and I think when you like you're offering a service, you're offering help. I think when you when you post about something or whatever, you know, maybe ask like who who am I trying to help with yes. this post? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who am I who am I trying to hurt with this post? And is it worth it? And is I don't know if it's just even if it's self-serving like no I just want people to see how good I am and like it but well, why then why do you, why are you doing that why do you need that mm-hmm. and I think we should address that too mm-hmm. yeah man it's crazy at the end of the day you can only control yourself and your actions and jeez yeah alright well good talk Tim yeah dude <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I'm curious, like, how are you gonna how are you gonna raise your kids in this crazy world, are dude? Gonna, I've got no freaking clue. Are you, are you gonna tell your kids Facebook's fine or no? I I hope that no, I because I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, you know, you want to, you know, if you want your kids to do something or not do something, you worry about them. Oh, as soon as my mom's not here, or dad's not here, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. you know and then it becomes a secret so dude i have i have no idea <laughs> i mean i have a hard enough time just trying to make sure they're eating good quality healthy wholesome foods and not resenting us for not giving them pop tarts for lunch or any shit like that and yeah. um 
you know, just eating nothing but bagels for breakfast, which is not the most nutritious breakfast at all. It's certainly not the most not nutritious breakfast, but um, mm-hmm. I swear, like I said, none of well the post the post I made today and I put it on the Joe Health Instagram because that's still on my phone. That like COVID's going to be over soon. It's just going to be the flu, you know. And unless we address the obesity em- epidemic and chronic conditions that are caused by lifestyle, the next virus is going to be that much worse. Yeah, you know. And a part of that starts with the kitchen, and you know, it starts with developing sense of purpose, and it's all interconnected. Getting good sleep, getting good movement, and just trying to make yourself the healthiest version of you possible to handle whatever life comes your way. Mm-hmm. But kids, I got no idea, man. You do your best. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I think that's just kind of like course correction. You just kind of like take it as it comes. One of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Well, I wanted to talk to you about breathing, but we should talk about breathing next episode because I'm sure. on your Facebook now and I wanted to talk to you about that photo but we're, we are now like close to out of time and that's like a yeah. whole other topic so and you got to go to work and i got new furniture i want to sit on yeah well you should send me a photo <laughs> of that because i want to see it yeah well whenever our whenever we get the couch upstairs and we get the other furniture out i'll do that sweet all right but yeah well everybody uh hope you took something from today's episode maybe just try to be more intentional about all that social media usage and yeah and let us know like if you're listening to this let us know what your thoughts are like we just ramble a lot and i don't know where stuff lands i don't know what people are thinking but what resonated with you what didn't what do we get wrong what do we get right is there Mm -hmm. anything just let us know you know most the listeners know how to get a hold of us so true that But John and I will keep chatting. Everyone else, have a great week, and we will talk to you soon.